Alright, welcome everyone to our first ever Raptors Untitled Podcast. Uh, we don't really have a name at the moment, mainly because we're not creative enough. But secondly, we wanted to name it after one of the greatest rappers of all time. Uh, but we're unsure on how international laws work, uh, mainly because the greatest <laughs> so, all right so uh what is our agenda for today we are going to go let's let's start with recapping an unusual week for us two and two not <sighs> not something we're used to as raptors fans this year that this season so far so the raptors went into cleveland um beat them 106 95 they came home faced the nuggets lost to them on a heartbreaker on a serge Ibaka foul um, then they faced uh, the 76ers, and Jonas Valanciunas and Kawhi Leonard decided to win that game. And that was the uh, ESPN All Access, so for all the uh, Raptor fans who hate... Yeah, I wasn't exactly like thrilled by that, you know? <laughs> there was no Kawhi interview at all. Yeah, he bailed. Right? Like, yeah, what? He what? He What's up with that? He was supposed to be on the jump with uh, Masai, and then... No Kawhi, so... Just more like Serge talking about his love for crickets. Yeah. So and then uh, and then we finished off the week yesterday with uh, the Nets beating the Raptors 106, 105, and celebrating like they won the NBA championship. <laughs> so, so that I, was the week. So what what did you like of this week? What didn't you like of this uh, two and two week? The way we played, I think we should have gone zero and four. Really? Even the uh, two even... games, the the Cleveland game was disappointing because we should have beat the shit out of them. But well, we didn't. Well, we beat them by 11. That was without Kyle. But it's, it was very disappointing. The 76ers game, I think we played great defense on Joel Embiid. And we played him really, really well. Frustrated him. We got lucky big time just because they missed a lot of shots that they normally make. And Embiid was off his game. And I think we handled Simmons well. So our defense won all our games. Uh, offense for all of them has been atrocious. And... Uh, there's no name calling, obviously, right? Because you know we want Kyle Lowry to come on this podcast one day, but it was Kyle's fault. Kyle sucked. Yeah, I mean he's he's been terrible for the last four games. Um, primarily, I don't know. He just doesn't look himself, and it's weird that he, I, we've seen this in the past from him when he goes into his little tiny slumps. Um, he he starts so hot, suddenly gets into a slump. He what was the what season was it? Uh, two years ago was the playoffs. Last year he played pretty well in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah the was it the the, the Indiana was it the Indiana and the Miami yeah, where there was yeah, pictures yeah. of him shooting free throws free late late at yeah, night yeah. <laughs> with so a hoodie that, on. <laughs> you know when they were the true trash brothers. Last year he was pretty good. Demar not so much, but um, yeah. So we've seen this happen. So I have, I have faith he's gonna come out of this. But it's really frustrating to watch him turn down shots. Like it's one thing to not score and not make the bucket, but it's another thing to just turn it down. I think yesterday's game, the the last possession, they ran a pick and roll with Kawhi and, and Kyle, so it's not nothing crazy. But when when Kyle's not being aggressive, they literally just double team Kawhi in the last possession. Kyle turned the corner. He basically had a pretty open lane to the basket except obviously the center was there um and i feel like confident kyle is going to go for that like he's going to go in he's going to try to make a layup he's going to try to um get a foul especially in a one-point game he did kick it out it wasn't a bad shot you know to to fred yesterday but 
it just seemed like he had no interest in, in pulling up and taking a two. He could have taken a two at the free throw line. He could have done anything. It was a one-point game. Just no interest. I don't know. It just feels very off to me. I think we look at his numbers. Obviously, numbers everyone knows. He's been shooting like under like 20% yeah. in three-pointers from the last three, four games. But his most interesting number that I found is that his rebounding numbers has also gone down. Like, this is Kyle Lowry. This is a guy who gets five rebounds, six rebounds, and a good night. You know, he's a solid rebounder for a point guard, for any player in the league, to be honest with you. He's getting, like, two to three rebounds a game. Now, for a rebound for team, obviously, we'll get into rebound woes later. That's also an area of concern where he's not actually grabbing the board and pushing the ball out further where he's getting... What Kyle used to do is get the rebound, come in, pull up three, transition. We haven't seen many of those as much as as i'd like you know i'd love to see more of that that's a bit like unfortunate yeah, he got, to see. Well, he, he got eight against Golden State. eight but that that's a game he scored he got 12 assists and everything and he had like a decent shot shot like he played 40 40 minutes in that game too so you got a 40 minute game like that's not kyle lowry right like i think nick nurse wants him to play like 32 that was that was overtime though right so golden state warriors was overtime yeah, that was overtime. That was when Katie took that. Oh yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that, so that was, okay. that was... 41 spot. Um, yeah, I guess you know what the, the it kind of pulls me back to is he hurt at all? You know, you, you look at it. He rested in in Cleveland. It wasn't really a rest. They didn't call it a rest. They called it a, a sore back. back or whatever it was. Um, which I guess it is a sore back because today they don't care about saying rest, right? So back in the day, they would never say, they would just make up an injury if they wanted to sit a player. But um, yeah, so it makes me feel like he's actually hurt. And the fact that he was hurt, it's probably gone into a shooting now and now it's in his head. And so uh, I, I would, I'm happy, just sit Kyle, just sit. If you need a couple of, the only problem with him is he's a rhythm player. If he, if he sits, he loses it. But the problem is that I, I'm not confident in our bench coming up and supporting it. Like I showed, we went over the assist chart a few minutes ago here and the top five, like, come on, like it's Kyle to everyone, Kyle to Siakam. Kyle and Serge have an insane assist ratios. I don't like, I think all of Serge's buckets, 20, 30% of them are just assisted by Kyle, right? Jonas is up there. Pascal's up there. Fred struggles big time in that sequence. I don't know if he's like second guessing at them. He's not making that pass. And it's the same type of play. Like turn the corner, cut, bounce pass, Jonas. Jonas rolls to the rim, surge pops. It's like, I think if you're like playing defense against the Raps, you know what those two players are going to do, right? The crazy thing is both of them can actually shoot the ball and both of them can drive. That one, that's the difficult part about it and that's what's the advantage of having Jonas because Jonas can also shoot the ball pretty decently uh although his three-point shooting I'm not exactly thrilled with or I want him taking more three-point shots he's shooting, he's shooting terrible Ter oh yeah I mean well there's a guy I saw someone jump at him last game at a three-point yeah. shot and I was like oh god what's happening here it was like yesterday when CJ Miles got fouled he was uh, taking a three CJ Miles is another <laughs> headache and then the announcers were like what happened who's Leo on the call like, do they not know that he's he's so cold right now? He's like, this is JV. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing to CJ Miles? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, with all the crazy, like all the criticisms we can have as you know, passionate Raptor fans, they're still twenty-one and six, well, primarily due to their defense. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't like any of the offense this week at all. Uh, what I liked, obviously, it's pretty evident. I love the the man-on-man -man D that yeah. they played, first possession D. Uh, you know, 
it's it's solid, man. They they cover for each other. They know exactly when the rotations are coming. They're talking out there. Uh, but the problem we saw a couple of times was, and I think the guards are at fault for this, is rebounds. And it's not only Kyle, but it's Freddie V, you know, DeLon Wright, OG. They're taking, they're guarding their players, making the shots, but the rebound's going right back to them, which is a bit frustrating to watch. So that's a bit unfortunate. Uh, and it doesn't get easier oh, next week. So that's another one, but we'll get to that. Uh, okay, so this is the this is the uh, million dollar question I have for you this week because Pascal Siakam is getting a lot of love. Yeah. You know, Zach Lowe's got his. Uh, I'm driving the Pascal. Siakam. He actually closed off the Pascal Siakam <laughs> yeah, I, I, bandwagon. I, I watched that. He's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong, Pascal's great. He's going to be, uh, I think, you know. For Siakam, guarded by James Johnson. Interesting matchup to keep your eye on. Here's Siakam on the top. He could be one of your big three in the future or something. Like, that's that's how much praise I have for Pascal. But I've started to notice that his turnarounds that used to be easy layups, literally layups you and I can make, um, are no longer that easy. Like he's still doing turnarounds, but now he's turning around into bodies and going over them. And he's still not inefficient. It's just it's a much harder shot to do. And so obviously I think his numbers are gonna come down a little bit, but they're they're playing him differently, I've noticed the last week or two. Well, I think Pascal's game is very correlated to Kyle. Like absolutely it's like right in there. Kyle makes those three point shots, Pascal gets the boards or whatever it is, but Pascal runs runs in real quick, right? Kyle's running and gunning, he's himself, he's getting Pascal open. But Pascal's all those shots, now there's an extra body on there. The, the Philadelphia game, even the Brooklyn game, Pascal's trying to shot, there's like Spencer Dinwiddie or whoever the hell it is, right there in his face, forcing Pascal to make like a very difficult shot, right? So I think we've probably reached max Pascal for the year. That's my opinion. I don't think he gets better than this in the year. Yeah. Next year is a different story where he, I think he has, he probably comes up, does something else with his game. But I think this is what you're going to get from Pascal. But you think only like inside the paint kind of, this is the best you're going to get because you can't really get much better than that. I think inside the paint, you're going to get this is the best you're going to get. I think he's still pretty raw with a lot of the footwork. His footwork with the spin is good, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have the finesse or the crafty plays like JV has. I think JV is like very, very well. But JV is a polished player. It's taken him like, I don't know, we drafted him a long time ago. It's six, been years. six years ago. So it's taken him a long time to be this good. Uh, Pascal has potential to be, but... He's got a, but what I do like him on defense, he's phenomenal, I think. And his passing game is really good. That's what I liked, yeah. So I'll go back to the first question. What I liked about this week, Pascal's passing game. Pascal's passing game this last few games, in my opinion, phenomenal. He's made great passes to everyone, to JV, to, I think, uh, he made some really good ones to, uh, what do he make? Uh, to Surge as well. So it's, Do you it's, think? It's, uh, I, th- I feel like he's bringing up the ball as much as the point guards are now. Yeah, he's will, literally getting the boards and running. Well, if he runs time. now, he's he's that's what he started in the first few seasons. He'd get the ball and run and go for that yeah. layup. But now and he's that's what he layups and holding. With, now he's, he's holding a bit more. Offense is slowing down a bit more. I don't know if that's like a new 
thing that Nick Nurse wants him to do a bit more. His last two shooting nights. I'm not exactly good, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he's been but that's, little... that's where I really started to notice that they were. So Pascal taking 15 shots a game. That's a lot. I don't know if I want that's, that, 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 that's a lot. Like, that's right. not exactly something that... I don't want anyone taking 15 shots other than if it's like Kawhi or I think Kyle. Kyle. Like, 15 shots, unless you're making 10 for 15 or 11 for 15, I think that's acceptable. But he made, I think, 6 for 15. So um, where do you think he should live in, in shot attempts? You know, I think... Plays aren't exactly drawn up for Pascal. Like, they're all, like, garbage plays he gets. So that's the impressive part about it. He's making his shot, and he's actually showing people that you can actually... You don't need to have plays drawn up to get the buckets, right? Yeah, so I'm looking at his logs. There are, there are a few 10s, a few 11s, a few 12s. I mean, but that was when he was shooting, like, When you're shooting, eight like, for eight, 8 for 10, then you, you're going to get yeah. that. But look, I think the biggest... Oh, one more thing is check his rebounding numbers. In the last three four games they're good they're actually high right five six eight six if he's getting the rebounds offensive rebounds that's how he used to get a lot of buckets too offensive rebounds putbacks all that kind of jazz but what i'm noticing now he's he's laying back to even get the ball from from the person inbounding a lot of times. yeah yeah you know he's not like that like he's he's taking the ball from the person who's inbounding which I, is which is interesting i think teams have caught on yeah after a while they know that Toronto's got this third weapon of Pascal Siakam that they, if they don't capture him, he's going to burn him. He's no longer that guy that other fan bases are like, who's this guy beating us? But then the good thing is that opens up Kawhi, right? And we've seen the last few games, Kawhi's been able to be a little more free, getting that one-on-one coverage where the more athletic defenders sometimes on Pascal or whatever it is, because Pascal's got that speed. Right. We could do a whole podcast on Kawhi. Right. I'm starting to love him way too much. He's, we'll talk about that next time. But that his, uh, I thought yesterday, just to burn a little tangent, I literally thought yesterday we had no business being in that game. And both sides of the ball, he just dominated. Like he, he was great offensively. He got a steal in the clutch. The uh, to go into overtime, he guarded Dinwiddie. Yeah, he's good. He's and a he solid player. Dinwiddie. Like he's he a, just literally put the team on his back, he's and he's like, player. "You guys are scrubs tonight." I'm gonna put you guys on. I'll tell you, you know what? I think the player that everyone hates on these days and I really think needs more touches offensively mm-hmm. in play sets is OG Ananobi. Yeah, he's been playing so bad. OG Ananobi needs more touches. He, You cannot grow a player playing the garbage. He's not Siakam. He's a different player. you got to get him in position. He doesn't do positions. anything well. You, no, right. I, think, I think he finishes really well. I really think you he finishes. you got to get him there. you got to get... Dude, he has... If 55% of his shots result in N1 plays, it was mixed. Because he, when he gets there, he gets fine. there and he makes, right? When he doesn't so get there, that's the problem. You've got to make him make those cuts, right? And that's other players. Because one thing, he's playing with CJ Miles and he's playing with CJ Miles shooters who stay on the three point line. So if you're playing him with players who are moving, like Danny Green or I think even Serge, who's now moving a lot within inside that three point line. You're going to get an OG so it's, free. It's the million dollar question of if you swap them back, right? To get the bench going a little bit. I would, I, I, I would swap Pascal back Pascal because Pascal can dominate the bench in the other team and really be effective with Fred. OG, you don't need Pascal in the first quarter, I think, because you do have Kawhi and yeah. Serge, and then you have OG who, who you, you need to help out. So I would make that change. Uh, but you're, that, that lineup. That that uh, lineup, the starting lineup, has literally destroyed the NBA. 
So it's it's really yeah, it's a tough one. It's to hard out. to take it. You, you're seeing Nick Nurse's Stary's minutes a little bit more now. He's obviously not starting Pascal, but he's playing Pascal. He's pulling him out earlier, and he's playing him more with the bench now, um, on the tail end of the bench minutes. So it's happening definitely. I think I think he's noticed that they need another ball handler on the bench. Um, I do think it's the bench is slowly getting better. They need to figure it out. Um, well, Norm comes back hopefully this week, so uh, yeah, it's gonna. Uh, I don't know if Norm got put a lot of faith. <laughs> Just I've, I've had enough of like he, our our bar for what is good Norman Powell just keeps going lower and lower and lower. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he might help. Why do we get rid of Alfonso McKinney, man? Alfonso McKinney is killing it in Golden State yeah, defensively, man. Um, <sighs> unfortunately, I don't think Norm's gonna be on this team. If they can, they if they have to resign Kawhi and, and give money to Danny and all those, all those things, they're good. They've got to take money away from somewhere, and I think it'll come from Norm's salary if they, if they could trade it. It's hard though at this point. He's got to he's got to prove his worth because it's a ten million dollar cap it. So we'll see. Um, okay, last thing for the day. Let's look at this this terrible road trip coming up. Um, so we got we've got a crazy. Crazy road trip. Uh, well, I guess tomorrow's at home. Tomorrow's at home, and then we're going down. That's uh, tough, man. Yeah, so right. we got the Bucks tomorrow with no George Hill and no Matthew Delvadova. That's no, irrelevant. <laughs> I think it's absolutely irrelevant. No I, John think, I, I think it's all like garbage players they traded and they got like a really good player. Like, no, I think I think the George Hill trade is, is a phenomenal is trade for the it's Bucks. Fine. Like I don't I don't know if it's phenomenal, but I think, I think it's, it's you know amazing. what's great because they cleared money for next year. They cleared money. They got a solid. Backup point guard. I don't know if they're gonna start him. I really don't I know if they're gonna start him. They're gonna start him too, right? He's a phenomenal player. Wait, who, they, who do they have right now? Sorry, they got they Eric Blitz. Eric Blitz, Blitz who's playing Middleton. out of his mind in recently. Yeah. Milton. I mean, Milton got who's into a spat with the coaches who's our, here. Who's their second? Milton. Uh, who's their two guard? Sorry. Middleton. Is he the three? No, and it's the uh, Brogdon. Brogdon starts for them. I don't think he starts. For well, I haven't seen too many Milwaukee games. Yeah. Um, except the one where it was the quietless, Giannis-less uh, game. So, yeah, so that game's going to be really tough. Probably, would you say, where do you, so this week is Bucks at home, Clippers, Warriors, Trailblazers, all on the road. We're going Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back, and then Friday. So you know Kawhi's not playing one of them. Yeah, so I, I don't know about that. I, I, I think... They're gonna push him? Yeah. So we're on on. Uh, no, I don't think they're gonna push him. But I think on um, on Danny Green's podcast, Nick Nurse was talking about how he's he fine. Yeah. They're just holding him back. So for, it's whatever, for just like say he wants yeah, to play. Whatever, whatever the medical. Like I. So the question is, do you play in Clippers Warriors and then rest him? You know. I think you month? you I don't know. you play him Warriors. You don't play him Clippers. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do, but right. But I think I think this is a very very tough week for so, Raptors. This is a potential week that could actually ruin our record. Well, I, I, I ruin a twenty. Think, no, I think this could really put a something a dagger so think, unless we don't okay, fix our defense. What's our prediction for Bucks, Clippers, Warriors, Trailblazers? What do you think team? Goes? Okay, against the Bucks, I think we're gonna come out strong, just because I think we needed a loss like that yesterday. So you think they're gonna win? Yeah, I think if Giannis is playing, we're winning. Okay, and Clippers right. on the road on Tuesday. That is a hard one, man. LA Clippers. I watched a couple of them play, a couple of games we play. Uh, 
you know it's amazing that Lou Williams is still in this league and he plays the same way as he did like in Toronto but he is unbelievably good at one thing and that is scoring sidestep threes it's, yeah. it's ridiculous uh, and I think I think we lose to Clippers and I think we lose to Warriors as well I think Warriors at home is a tough one so you think it's going to be another Warriors on the road Warriors on the road yeah. Draymond's back is he? Is he's he? back today or tomorrow uh, is he? So Draymond's back. That's not gonna be fun. And I think. Uh, you think they'll be mad because we beat them? I really don't think the Warriors give a shit. Yeah, I think this is they're this. They 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 they're just they, they don't really give a shit about this. <laughs> Remember the uh, this week they had the exciting NBA Finals rematch of Warriors and uh, Cavs, and, <laughs> and then the Warriors just came out. But the Cavs were up in the first half and they were celebrating after I think That's Jordan cool. was it Rodney Hood made that shot. And then the Warriors decide, all right, you know what, let's come to play. And then Steph Curry just goes berserk. So Clippers are 16 and eight, they're half game behind. Ah, I think Clippers are very, very good behind team. Denver. I think Clippers is... They're very good on the road, at home, 9-1. They they're they're a solid team, man. They're a really solid team. And then I think you've got you Nuggets, Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Trailblazers is an odd one, you know? Uh, uh, I think we can beat them. 14 and 11 this so far. They're very good at home, 9 and 4. I think I think we can beat them. I think Damian Lillard gets caught up in that his own game a bit too much sometimes. So you're you're going 2 and 2. I'm going 2 and 2, but I I really think the next the biggest one cuz it's you're saying it's Clippers, Golden it's Bucks, Clippers, Golden State, Trailblazers, but after that it's Nuggets and Pacers. So, yeah, and then Cavaliers and then Sixers. Yeah, then I don't care for sure about but that. But then right? it's it's Sixers, right? Sixers are just, like up until, up until that Sixers game, it's it's I tough. It's, hard, yeah. it's tough. Even if you have one, player. I think the Nuggets are going to give us a trouble, yeah. and the Pacers. Well, okay, Victor's not playing. Okay, I'm going to show about Victor. Victor is not playing. They have an unbelievable coach. They play so well. Uh, Sabonis is phenomenal. Uh, this guy was a Sabonis is incredible. I think he wins it over some. Man, like he's basketball. having a great defensive. He, he plays phenomenal defensive uh, basketball. So it's really, really good to see, right? So uh, this is going to be a very, very tough, tough, tough week, I think. And then Avery Bradley is going to give us a lot of issues. So I, I, I I'm on that 500 ish. I do think that they. If I had to guess, I think they may lose tomorrow. I think they win one of the Clippers or Warriors. And I think they win probably Trailblazers. It's going to be a tough week regardless. I think there's going to be... We could be sitting here next week uh, having a very similar conversation with kind of dealing with the ups and downs, which is fine. I mean, this we knew December was going to be brutal. This is the month that it's really bad for the Raptors. And then again, January, it starts to ease up a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you're an elite team, you want to face elite teams and you want to test yourself. It's not very exciting to watch... The Cavaliers and the Atlantas and the Brooklyn's coming, even though they beat us. Um, I don't know, man. I think Brooklyn's Brook, Brooklyn watching them play yesterday was phenomenal. Like, they they, pa- they play so well. Like they play, they just don't have anyone to pass it to. Other than I think D'Angelo Russell is like. Well, Levert like, was very good. But he got hurt, right? I, I think they need like one superstar. They're one superstar away from being a serious like. KD? No, KD. There's there's one superstar away from being like a number three, number four team in the East. Yeah, this is a good team, man. They pat, they played so well. They, but they they pass the ball really well. They shoot a lot. They shoot a lot of three balls though. Kenny Atkinson, he always right. looks mad on the bench. Yeah, he, he, look, he looks. He looks. He looks. He I don't know. There's any coach that's that's ever happy, uh, or ever excited. Half the time look angry. I think we're watching Detroit Pistons over the years. Did you see Stan Van Gundy or Ron Jeremy come on the bench? 
and he's just angry. Like he's just think. And uh, think. well, Casey's now always happy. It's always Casey. So yeah, so that's that's this week. Two and two, we both think. You think, you think Bucks and Trailblazers are gonna win, and they're gonna lose both games back to back. Uh Trailblazers. I think they'll win Trailblazers. Win Bucks, you say? I think they'll win Bucks tomorrow. Well, I think, think they're gonna lose the back to back games. Yeah, yeah, I think that's not going to be good. I, I have a hard time seeing Clippers and Warriors. Are you going to stay up to watch the Oh, yeah, I'm staying. You know what? I've got a work, uh, I've got a work <laughs> event, on a work party on Wednesday night or Thursday night or something. Oh, that's good, though. So, you yeah, finishes. I finishes. Leave. Watch, watch 100%. That's, that's definitely the priority. But I think that's the that's that's the party. Uh, I'm going 2-2. Two two, right. I think I'm going to go the same, but I think they're going to lose tomorrow. And they're going to win one of the... Man, the as long as they don't let them shoot... Like they gotta let the Bucks Bucks shoot this three point. They gotta avoid. They gotta play good D, and it's gonna be interesting because they play they play really who's, good who's D. Who's gonna guard Giannis? Oh, it's Siakam. This is Siakam. This is Siakam, or I think uh, Kawhi. But I think Kawhi is a bit undermatched, undersized. This is Siakam. There is no one strong enough. Giannis is like ridiculous. No, but but just, if Giannis drives, do you let him just go to the rim and get that dunk? No, because that's all he. That's his whole game. Or do you foul this guy? He still makes it there. Right? Yeah, he's still gonna make it. He's so long. He's. I think you gotta really. Uh, you gotta just build up. So I think what you, what what teams try to do is they just try to build a wall, and then he just kicks it because now he has shooters. He never had shooters before, so he you just know kicks what? it. I think Eric Bledsoe is playing out of his mind and also playing out of Milwaukee's future, uh, playing tra- playing into Milwaukee's future plans. You think so, dude? I haven't, I haven't really. So I've spoken to Milwaukee fans, like yeah. legit. One of my cousins uh, is a Milwaukee fan. I don't know why he's a Milwaukee fan. And I didn't even think they Does existed. He, live in he used to live in Milwaukee. Yeah, hardcore. I asked him earlier in the season, Bledsoe or Middleton, and they're not big fans of Bledsoe because yeah. of the fact how scary Terry just ripped him apart yeah. last time, and he wasn't that good. And they have, they, and, they, and they've got really, they've got money, but they've got money for either Middleton or Bledsoe. No, I think that money think is going to go to Middleton. Have, I think they have both. Um, because of the because, because of the, the Dell because they got rid of uh, Del Dova's ten million. They got rid of Greg Monroe's money well, a few no, years I, ago. Jeff, uh, sorry, what's his name? Hansel. <laughs> Hansel, Hansel, Hansel. Yeah, Greg Monroe, I remember. Monroe's money is is. But uh, Henson's money and Delvadova's money is off the books. <laughs> and if they're good enough, if they're like say a two or three seed, they may do. They may be a tax team. Um, anyway, since we were talking about, it, I looked it up. Bledsoe's averaging 16 points on fifth, almost 52% shooting. He's a good player, man. And, he's just... And he's, 36% from three. So he's having a really good year, actually. And he's, if you look at... I think if you look in the stats six. before, where he was before, I think he was before, he was performing really well in uh, Phoenix or LA Clippers. Phoenix, Phoenix I think he was... Right? But then that stupid Phoenix issue where these idiots... Uh, yeah, but he never shot. Like, he's shooting unsustainable numbers right now. I don't think Eric Bledsoe is going to shoot 52% from the field. Well, he's shooting like he's shooting three balls as well. He's shooting four to five. Yeah, but that's balls that's game. more he's on making average a lot with his of them, team. Right? With his, uh, but his two so, point numbers are crazy right now. He's shooting he's shooting sixty two percent from two. Right? I'm actually curious to see where he's getting those two point percentages. Is he getting those open lane? I'm pretty sure he's getting those open lanes. But it'll be interesting to see. I guess we'll watch that. This will be fun tomorrow. Watch. It'll be, it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a really good game. Six o'clock tomorrow. I have basketball at eight, so I won't miss the whole thing. Oh, that is not what a real fan does, is it? Now? I tape it. I tape it. I tape it and tell nobody to tell me what the score is. Um, and then I just turn off the radio, not touch my phone, don't look at the elevator, uh, 
monitor when I go up my condo. I don't know how you do it, man. Marta said, but I have no idea how <laughs> anyone does this kind of stuff. I watch in a 20 second delay and I'm like, it drives me nuts. Tell, tell streams. Can't afford it, guys. I paid. I paid budget for cuts. PBR. I'm waiting for this podcast to be really big so I can actually buy regular cable. All right, so that is our first first podcast. We're good? Yeah, perfectly good. Last thing. Last question. I'll end it here. Yes. How does it feel to watch? Do you think Kawhi Leonard is the first NBA Raptor superstar? Yes. Oh, first? No, second. After Vince. I will argue, I think DeMar DeRozan was a superstar, but we never gave him credit for it. And you know what? I'll end it right there because I think he, he was phenomenal. And he's leading the mid-range game, but... The reason is, DeMar grew up in the wrong era. If DeMar grew up in the 1990s or early 2000s, he would be up there. But this guy decided he came to the NBA where the NBA moved into a very defensive three-point game. I don't game. think it's offensive game that killed him. It huh? was his defense. That no, made his inability to make three-point shots killed him. If this guy could make three-point shots, I think defense would be forgetting. James Harden is the exact thing. James Harden's god-awful in defense. Well, not but anymore. He's not, much better. Okay, but, but James Harden was a lot bad in defense, but he could make those offensive three-point yeah, shots. It's true shooting. Elevate him, right? It like it's, 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 it's an offensive, it's a complete offensive game. DeMar was only mid-range, unfortunately. I love DeMar. I think one of the greatest rappers of all time. I think he was our superstar, just in the wrong era. With that being said, we've lost all credibility. But he did have a crazy, I don't know, he put up like 30... 36, right. 8, 9 or I something love it. yesterday. Right. So I, hope, I hope he makes all-star. Beating LeBron. So nah, LeBron's not that good at all, man. I think he's. I think his, his team is overrated. Yeah, he's good. He's his good. Team his is team is just trash. pure trash. But when, JaVale McGee is going to be most improved player. That is what's just good. That's how good of a... If JaVale McGee makes most improved player, no. you might as well give LeBron James it's MVP. Boys, so, huh? so, so it's... Uh, it's Oh, Sabotis is uh, is up there, man. He's but, gonna. It's gonna be him. I think. I think Siakam's numbers are gonna. Josh Richardson's up there too. Come down uh, because you don't run plays for Siakam. You run plays for Josh. You run plays for uh, Sabotis. Yeah, 100%. yeah. So, so I think their numbers will stay more, um, more steady. So they probably will win it. I still think Siakam's gonna play here. So, but that. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. First podcast done. We ranted for 30 minutes. Just under, just under 30 minutes. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you for listening. Whoever's listened to the entire podcast, it'd be yeah, nice. That would be amazing. That would be pretty sad, probably, too. Because <laughs> you got nothing else to do. All right.